Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Oh, hello, hello, and it is Saturday night. We're feeling festive, feeling feisty, and it is time for building the Broncos on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> hope you're doing well. Carl is in tonight for Luke. Uh, Luke is celebrating the uh, the 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 birthday of his wife not the birth of his wife but the birthday of his wife um so he has the day off luke and i will be with you guys tuesday night and i'm coming at you live from iowa in my childhood bedroom uh, i feel like a little kid here i'm sitting out of the tiniest desk and the tiniest chair ever trying to make do have my mother's makeup mirror behind me to, to hopefully give me some light but carl it's good to see you man i wasn't sure what today was going to turn out with but uh we're here now we're ready to have talk ball and have some fun yeah yeah always good to get to talk a little football with you and even though yeah. it's a saturday night and kind of a, a different little show for us of getting to maybe hype up the game coming up and some different yeah, things totally. going on with players for the Broncos. And, uh, you know, right now I know a lot of people watching a pretty important game for the Broncos going yeah. on with the, the Colts and Patriots. Uh, go Patriots. That sounds terrible coming out of my mouth. Yeah. But I, it's, I won't it's the reality it. of the situation. I'll think it. I won't, yeah. I won't say it though. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Ryan Kelly, uh, the Colts center, first round pick out of Alabama, who is not playing tonight's game because of the uh, passing of his uh, unborn child. Um, so he's sitting out. So uh, thinking about him and his family in this game, you know, obviously we want the Colts to lose, but uh, it's just a game. So uh, right. thinking about him and thinking about anybody going through some tough times right now, but we're going to have some fun tonight, as we always do. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because – they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site take pick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price that's right guys when we were searching for tickets for the mhh meet and greet for week three at home broncos versus jets tick pick had us locked down so visit tickpick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save ten dollars on your first order of broncos tickets that's tickpick.com slash huddle use promo so uh carl let's say hello to some folks in the chat i know that you pulled one up there when i was about to get into the uh the read anybody want to say hello too quick before we do our matters of business well of course we got dylan coming in saying sup broncos country make sure you hit the like button on the way in and on the way out if you mm -hmm. possibly can paul the living legend saying hello nick and carl appreciate you joining us we got mike coming in here mr alabama talking about uh an alabama player right there and uh let's see we got desert creatures saying my Lai huddle started on time it's a festivist miracle <laughs> nick I, and i are usually on time yeah I, I don't think that we ever are like if we're late it's like five minutes barely yeah. but i mean we started out like hey carl let's give these guys a treat let's start a minute early and carl's like you know what? let's do that let's we got to counteract the universe a little bit because zach and chad are always you know 15 20 25 minutes late so here we are yep. um and well it's a festivist miracle We'll take it. <laughs> right. You know, I'm guessing your mom was like mine that said, if you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. You know, that that's how we live our lives. So yeah, we're we're trying we try to be here right at time for you guys. Got Ashton coming in saying, yo. And US Dave coming in here saying nice. And Ashton again saying, I'm in Colorado for work and actually getting to go to the game tomorrow. Congratulations, hey, Ashton. Yeah. 
enjoy the game and uh, glad you got that, that nice little opportunity, little Christmas present for yourself. And of course, Mr. Ernie Mays coming in here saying hello, Nick and Carl, go Broncos. And uh, we do have, oh man, we, we've started a firestorm. Blake Challenger saying, wait, 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 what I miss? Who's hurt? Yeah, let's get, keep going on the chat here. We got Malcolm Brown coming in saying hello from Homer, Alaska. Good to see you, Malcolm. Hope you're doing pretty well. We got DBA saying, what's good, y'all? Looking very festive. Thank you, DBA. That means a lot. I, I forgot my Broncos uh, Christmas sweater. It's here. It's in Iowa with me, but I uh, left it at the mother-in-law's house. I, I will be rocking that at some point. Um, DeAndre Weatherspoon asking, who is hurt? Uh, we will be getting into that in just a second. I want to keep saying hello to the chat here before we transition to the main thing because we don't want to get anybody uh, left off for sure, and especially we don't want to be left leaving off Super Chats. Muhammad Badri, $20. St. Carl and Braun in the house. Great to see you guys. Great to see you, Muhammad. I uh, hope Malik is doing well. I'm not sure if you um, celebrate the holidays, but either way, you know, it's kind of a it's a season, right? A, fam- a family-oriented season, and I know that your family was plus one this year, so the first holiday season for young Malik. So shout-out to Malik. Shout-out to you, and hope you guys are both healthy and happy. We got CC saying, what's up, Broncos country? Hope you all are doing great. Uh, Joseph coming in saying, what's up, Broncos fans? Hope everyone is doing great. Go Broncos. And uh, let's see, we got Kevin Gray. Hi, go Broncos. Maybe Mr. B can give us a win for Christmas. Well, I'm sure he's looking down pretty hard at this team right now. So uh, hoping hoping for good times ahead because that man brought us a lot of good times, a lot of good years. Uh, I, I, he's the only owner I've, I've ever known. Uh, and uh, definitely miss him. And interested, I mean, that's going to be a crazy topic this offseason for us to be talking about. But uh, all right, should we get into our conversation? Uh, yeah, man, the list is way too long, uh, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, that's that's this time of year. Week 15, the injuries start to pile up. It's why when you go into the regular season or even go into the offseason being like, listen, we are a linebacker away from competing. No, you're not. You're not counting for injuries because right now the Broncos pretty darn – they're pretty darn injured. The injury report is long. I guess I should say that the IR has been everyone knock on wood. I don't have a wood table in front of me. Oh, here we go. Knock on wood over here. Um, the Broncos IRs have not been horrible this season compared to some teams. They're one of the, like, the top 10 healthiest teams in football as far as uh, the injury re- injured reserve goes. But the injury report for the Broncos ending this Bengals game is expansive, unfortunately. Uh, but I mean, there's a couple big ones. I think specifically that we want to get into here. The doubtful report of Starting linebacker Kenny Young acquired from the Rams this offseason. He's been pretty good for the Broncos. I don't think he's been as good as Alexander Johnson or Josie Jewell, but they've definitely needed Kenny Young. He's been good. And far and away their best defensive lineman, Ed Rusher, interior defensive line. I don't give a hoot. Best one. Draymond Jones is also doubtful. And that one, that one hurts. That one, both hurt, no doubt, but that one really concerns me. Yeah. I, I mean, it's helped a little bit. The Bengals have one of the worst offensive lines when it comes to pass protection. Yeah. I think they have they given up the most sacks this season. I think I read their top three. I know that for sure. Yeah. And sacks given up. And it's, and it's not because Joe Burrow's holding on, holding on to the football. He's actually had one of the fastest releases in football this year. And, and so, you know, you were kind of thinking this is a game Draymond Jones, he could back up that two sack game with another two or three sack game and really put interior pressure on Joe Burrow where he can't escape. And now he's gone. And it's just one of those. Maybe. maybe. Okay, maybe <laughs> doubtful doesn't mean for sure. It's just rarely do we see a player that is listed as doubtful then go ahead and play. I, I can't remember the last time I saw that. Yeah, me neither. But Fangio said it's 50-50 on Thursday. So I'm holding out hope that that means Draymond can go because I'm not kidding you, Carl. Who? Where else is the pressure coming from on this defensive line? maybe Jonathan Cooper, but Bradley Chubb has not looked nearly the same as he did last year coming off the injury. Right. And I, Cooper's been inconsistent i feel like most of his pressures came in that one game against that tackle who had no business playing left tackle in that game uh with tyron smith being pulled i think like the practice prior uh not playing that dallas game so jonathan cooper's been fine don't get me wrong but draymond jones top 10 in interior pressures this season from interior defensive lineman uh per snap um and if the broncos are missing draymond jones i just do not know how they're going to get after the quarterback even even with the Bengals offensive line maybe not being very good and what scares me even more is it's just not just draymond uh the pass rusher it's the run stuffing along with Kenny Young behind him. So Broncos front seven, I mean, this is a, this is a game you need all horses and you're missing two guys who I don't trust the depth behind them. And the guys next to them have been up and down. Yep, for sure. We got uh, CC coming in saying, got to look for McTelvin Ajim. 
to provide that pass rush on the interior now that Draymond is doubtful. Yeah, he had a couple of nice little pass rush moves in the game that he got quite a bit of action. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think Shelby Harris is the guy that I really look like. He, he's got to be the guy that steps up. Yeah. He's not. He's had one good game this year. Was that the the Browns game? He had. He was good in the Browns game. I also think he had a couple impact plays in the uh, the Chargers game, as well. Yeah. Um. Some batted passes and whatnot in that uh, Chargers game, and I think a sack as well. But uh, yeah, he, he's been. He's fine. I'm not gonna say that he's out here and say he's like terrible. No doubt, he's not terrible. But uh, considering the Broncos paid him for how long he's been here, and the fact that Draymond has been so good next to him, and the secondary behind him has been very good, you'd want you want more from Shelby Harris. And I get it's the Vic Fangio scheme. They are not just pinning their ears back and playing one gap. They kind of play a gap and a half technically is the, the terminology there, which kind of yep. limits um, how the pass rushers can get through that to be disciplined through their pass rush. Uh, so that, you know, you can't play reckless abandon and pin your ears back through one gap, but Shelby's going to have to step up in this game. No doubt about it. And if that's pressures, if that's sacks, if that's hurries, if that's getting his hands up and disrupting a passing lane, it, we need it. Uh, Shelby's got it. Shelby has to step up. So, Again, I'm not here. I'm not here to say that Toby's been terrible this year, but I was hoping to see more with the the big yeah. contract he signed and with Draymond out. This is your chance, buddy. This team needs you. You want to go to the playoffs for the first time in your career? You got to step up tomorrow. Period. Yep. This team needs you. That's for sure. And then Bradley Chubb. You know, I've, I've been hearing it's usually after injuries for him. It's been like four games of play. That fourth game is when he steps up and and becomes an impact player. Yeah. Well, this is game four of him being back. And they absolutely need him to go out there and be an impact player, to be that top five pick that they thought they're getting one of the top 10 rushers in football. And, you know, rookie year, he showed tons of promise, looking like he's going to be that guy. He's got, what, 16 plus four games. So 20 games to prove that he is worth a long time contract. And this is this is a big one. You know, if you can help this team make the playoffs, you, if you can be that, that star player, I mean, Von Miller. Yes, he was a great player all the time, but especially that Super Bowl run, it just made it where you got to pay that guy. Like, you cannot let this guy walk at any point. And, uh, you know, Bradley Chubb, he's got to get himself in that same place. But we've got Andrew Baker coming in here saying uh, or asking the question, where do we stand against Bengals' run? If we shut down Mixon, I believe we win. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag go Nick, Carl, and Scott. Yeah, we'll let Scott know. Scott is uh, busy dealing with uh, parent stuff having kids man what what fools no i'm just kidding that's right <laughs> gosh um but no uh thank you so much andrew thank you for always supporting us and the stars and everything like that um where do we stand with the Bengals' run if they shut down mixon it's gonna be tough man it's not just because the broncos have been bottom 10 this year in run defense and part of that is again vic fangio scheme he is living in a too high world pre-snap which means that you have less guys in the box and you're gonna live with less efficiency in the run game but I won't lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. I never do. Um, the Detroit Lions, what they did last week against the Bronco, Broncos in the game was still relatively close. They didn't have to completely abandon the run game. They, they looked like Moses out there partying in the Red Sea. You know, I you have to correct me on that. Was it the Red Sea, Carl? You're the, you're the biblical historian here. Okay, good. Yeah. Whew, nailed it. Um, he partied, partied in the sea out there. And I you now you're losing Draymond Jones. Uh, you're going to be starting... Um, you're going to be without Kenny Young and uh, gosh, his name's always escaping me. The, the guy they traded for from the 49ers. You guys always correct me on this. Who's just started last week. He's a good athlete. I should know this. Oh my gosh. I always blank on his name. Somebody's going to get it to us. Yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll get so, it in the chat. <laughs> Baron Browning and the linebacker they traded for who from the 49ers and that did not look great last week in minimal snaps. Mike Purcell has been struggling somewhat. So I'm, I am, I'm very scared about Joe Mixon and it's Jonas Griffith. CC. You're a thank saint. You, uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Jonas Griffith, great athlete. Um, hopefully he's a guy that uh, helps the Broncos a lot here, but uh, I, I am afraid of Mixon. Mixon's probably been one of the top five to 10 running backs so far this season. I uh, really liked his game coming out of Oklahoma as well. Maybe the Bengals lean on him a little bit too much to the point where they're not super efficient with using him. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're going to lean on it. And with the Broncos, the way the run defense has played now without two of their top players in the front seven, I'm scared. I am yep. scared, Carl. I, I'm I'm actually pretty concerned. Wyatt Horning coming in here with a great idea. Put Jewel in an arm sling and send him out there. He will take care of business. You know, I think if it was up to Josie Jewel, I think he'd about do it. Just he, he's that kind of guy. He just he'll do about anything to help the team. And you gotta yeah. love Josie Jewel. I know some people still are just like, why would you ever want to sign this guy? Because he is a you know that that lunch pail, take it to work, work hard 
smart guy, doesn't make mistakes on the field. You're not going to have superstars at every position. You need yeah. those kind of guys that can step in there, make plays for you, Blue lead guys. your team. Yep. And uh, that's exactly what Josie Jewell does. He is highly missed this year. But is he even, I mean, he's highly missed on the field, but I absolutely loved Ed Donatel's interview this week where he singled out Josie Jewell saying like, listen, this guy has been absolutely massive for all these young linebackers in here. He is the one sitting with the young guys on the bus. He's sitting with them after meetings. He's talking with all of them. He's essentially been an extension of the coaching staff this season. And it would have been so easy for Josie Jewell to pack it up because right. This is the last year on his contract, the injury. He could have been like, you know what? I need to get myself right. I need to put myself in the best position going forward with my health and uh, my prospects going forward and maybe somewhat start to, you know, detach himself from the team. Um, but he hasn't done that. He's really leaned into the leadership and the um, academic side, I guess, of football for this team. Um, yeah. And that's been huge for the development. I mean, Baron Browning, I mean, somebody next time Baron Browning gets on the podium, I hope somebody asks him about Josie Jules' leadership because it sounds like he's really uh, gone under, even though Baron Browning's massive and Josie's not as big as Baron, but he's gone under Josie's wing and he's been big for him. So hopefully this is a game where Bear he can channel his inner Josie Jewel, playing good in the, in the box and slowing down Joe Mixon. Um, because yeah. that's going to be tough. The Broncos need to be good. And it's not just, key, obviously, you want to keep away the explosive runs. But can they be efficient enough on first and second down to get third and long? Because right. the Broncos, this you're talking about this week, this year in general, but this week, especially without Draymond, the pass rush is going to be neutered. It is. But if it's third and long, the third and eight plus, third and seven plus, you can play with the coverage guys in the backfield, and that can buy the time and create you some opportunities for your pass rush. But if it's third and two consistently, third and three, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they can get after the quarterback with these guys right now. Right. And and we'll see, uh, we're going to get to the Bengals injuries as well. Maybe that right tackle, the injuries that they have at the tackle position might be enough of a detriment for them where it's kind of like Jonathan Cooper killing, um, Terrence Steele, I think was the left tackle for the Cowboys (laughs) in that game. Um, but I'm the Broncos defensive line is not very good. Not been very good this season. And uh, that's that includes as edge rushers and interior defensive line. Um, and that scares me the hell out of me for this game because you're going to need them. Yep. All right. We got Travis Weber coming in here saying good evening, Nick Carl at Broncos country. Just giving some love and remembering Stokely's tip pass touchdown against Cincinnati. Oh, man, that was that was a good memory. Thank you for that, Travis, because that uh, when I read that as I was reading through the comments, man, it just it made me made me smile for sure. Um, that one was like 93 yard play or something like that, or it was amazing. Yep. Yeah. That was week one, right? I think it was, I think it was, that was the beginning of the McDaniels era. Yeah. yeah. And when they went six and oh, and everybody was going, oh my gosh, maybe we figured out this coaching thing. And then we realized, no, this guy is downright terrible. I want to get to this too, real quick. Uh, Fernando coming in saying about the Jonas Griffith comment. He's at work yelling his name. I do this at podcast too. I'll be out walking the dog and like, they'll be like, Oh, who's this? Or like they say something like, no, it's this. Come on, you idiot. So uh, you guys can do that to me as well. Um, I was an yeah. idiot for uh, forgetting Jonas Griffith. Uh, probably will not be the last time because for some reason I just cannot remember him, but Hey, maybe Jonas Griffith has himself such in a hell of a game this week that uh, there's no way I can forget his name again. But uh, Travis, I'm sure this is stars. We don't have Scott working the behind the scenes today for us. So I'm just going to give it to you. Like it is stars. Thank you very much for your support. Uh, you are amazing for us and we appreciate you so much. Um, we got Colin Wood saying, I'm still afraid of Corey Dillon. Yeah. Corey Dillon was a good player. I was really, I didn't dislike him for Cincinnati. But then he went to the Patriots and uh, my disdain for him really grew because yeah. uh, anybody who helped Tom Brady game manager, Tom Brady gets uh, <laughs> favor over Peyton Manning, who I was always a Peyton guy always was. And then it was just, you know, hook, line and sinker when he came to Denver after that. But uh, Corey Dillon, man, ugh, he scares me too. But Joe Mixon talking about the weapons. We had a quest uh, one in here from somebody discussing uh, here it is falling sloth chase for Sertan is going to be incredibly fun. Burrow would be wise to look at Higgins Boyd and, Uzoma, uh, I think that's how you pre- Uzama, because uh, I don't even think Chase beats Sertan reliably. I'm gonna say something maybe a little bit hot takey here. Um, I've watched uh, four Bengals game, the, f- the four most recent Bengals games. I thought T Higgins looked like the better wide, the more the hotter wide receiver right now compared to Chase Young. I think that uh, Chase Young has been a little bit erratic. Yes, yeah. uh, T Higgins has been really good. He's impressed the heck out of me. His body control for how tall he is and the way he can change direction for how tall he is. I mean, you guys know physics. The taller your center of gravity, the harder it is to change direction. Physics for, for you there today. Higgins has been really good, and he's actually the guy who's good at the catch point. Uh, Chase Young has been a little bit erratic there. So uh, it, let's say Sertan does uh, slow down Chase. I'm still concerned about Higgins, but the Broncos do have a guy named Frank Darby who has been having a, uh, a hell of a season. 
Darby's yeah. been kept in really, really good this season. We need to give him more, give him his flowers because he's been that good. And, and I kind of wonder, I think I would say Darby would be a better mass matchup against Chase and Sertan against Higgins. Mm -hmm. Because of that size with Higgins, Sertan, I, I just feel like that would, would fit well for the Broncos. Now, they seem to want to just leave them on their own side and say, yeah. we don't care what kind of wide receiver you throw at us. We think they can cover all of them, which is fine. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I just feel like maybe that would be the better matchup of the two. And I think that's a a symptom of the how much zone the Broncos utilize as well. Uh, because there's communication is key. So if you're playing on one side of the field, you're going to be closer to some guys more often. You have an idea of their tendencies. And also, uh, you have a better understanding of your position on the field if you consistently played one side of the field versus man coverage where your back's going to be to the ball more often. You're just kind of following a dude. So I right. know that people really want these matchup corners that follow somebody the whole game. And I do like some movement. I know that like the Rams using Jalen Ramsey as a big slot sometimes to help uh, press and beat that kind of slot fade look beautiful love it do that with Sertan once you feel a little bit better with your cornerback health and stuff or he you feel more comfortable with him not just being a rookie um, but I have no issue with uh, using both these cornerbacks on one side of the field and I think that all, that's not just because of the defense but also how much faith I have in both Darby and Sertan yep. they've been well and they've been great, uh, they've been great. right and, and I would say the other big thing is it keeps the team guessing like if you don't have a, a cornerback following a receiver you, you can't know, is this zone, is this man? Because they're staying, staying put. Mm -hmm. And really, a lot of Fangio's scheme is zone to man. So they'll start out with a zone look, switch to man after the snap, which is what confuses a lot of quarterbacks, which is why so many quarterbacks say Fangio's scheme is one of the toughest that they have to face all year. And, yeah, uh, you know, that, the that's... matchup zone, right? Yeah. Matchup zone. Yep. And so I think this is the one thing. I know a lot of people are like, man, fire Fangio after this season, no matter what happens. I'm like, I think you're going to miss his defense. It's not just the players. I think the scheme definitely plays a big part in, especially this turnaround over the last about five weeks, what you've seen with this defense. I totally get people wanting to move on from Fangio because of the prickly personality, the stubbornness, the game management, you know, all that stuff. Uh, it's not always the most endearing to the players, apparently, based on reports coming out of there, not connecting the best of the players. But you're going to be hard-pressed to find a defensive mind out there right now who is getting the consistent results against Patrick Mahomes and uh, Justin Herbert, like we have seen. And those two guys, I'm sorry, guys, there, if you, there was a complete NFL redraft right now today, I think Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert are the first two guys off the board, which is, I mean, Terrible. that's, that should just make you cry. That uh -huh. <laughs> I've, I feel my eyes are watering up just saying that uh, maybe Kyler Murray is up there too, but um that's unfortunate, but Vic Fangio with those, those the two high, at least at least pre-snap going on with the versatility he can have there, he confuses those guys. He slows them down, um, and other people are copying Vic Fangio against these guys, and it's working, but Vic Fangio consistently has had a counter schematically. So um, I want to see how these final four games go before I'm in or out, and I also want to – there'll be some operating stuff behind closed doors with back channels where it's like, listen, uh, we like Vic, but if Dan Quinn comes here – Russell Wilson says he'll come here if we have Dan Quinn. Okay. Okay. Uh, we can't say that to okay. anybody, but like, you know, these agents are talking, these players are talking yeah. through agents and yeah. So um, that could change things. That changes the formula, of course. But uh, I, I really appreciate the defensive way it's playing right now, especially because in the front seven, they are lacking horses right now. They just, they just are uh, Michael Ronquillo. Good evening, Nick and Carl on the MHI underscore pod. I love that. <laughs> um, that's great. Uh, we are BTB football pod uh, today because Scott or Luke is gone, but um, that's okay. We appreciate the MHI pod. We'll, we're the mile high Broncos building the Broncos insiders. Well, whatever. Uh, good evening, Broncos country and go Broncos. And Michael's on his way out of here. So uh, thank you so much, Michael. Happy holidays to you and your family. Mark Linamote's coming in here too. Howdy Broncos people. Awesome to see. I saw Greg Smith is in the house too. Aloha, Greg. Thank you. Your comments are uh, up there a bit, but it's it, That's okay. Brian D saying Vic is a great DC, but doesn't manage the game well as a head coach. Only way it would work next year is if he is a strong offensive coordinator. I'll, I'll one up you, Brian. Thank you for your comment. Also, um, give a strong quarterback. You know, that's, that's what the, that's what the game's about. You're talking about like a uh, Mark rule. He's been very connected to some of these college jobs and it's because they have the Car Carolina Panthers have no prospects at quarterback right now. And if you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, I don't give a flying hoot who you are, unless you're the best all time in bill Belichick, you're probably not going to be very good. Right? Yeah. I asked somebody this question actually earlier this week. I said, who are the top three coaches minus take away the quarterback position, which I know is really hard to do. I mean, it's hard to separate that. 
but then who are the three top coaches? And it's hard to separate them because again, they always have a great quarterback. Mm -hmm. So are they winning because of the quarterback or are they winning because of the coach? I mean, it's probably a little bit of a combination of the two, but we've seen a lot of bad coaches get great quarterbacks and do great things. Yeah. So it's, it's really hard to separate those two positions and Vic Fangio. I mean, imagine what this defense could be doing if they're playing with a lead almost every game. Yeah. Imagine that pass rush and what they could do in this secondary and how many turnovers they would have. That's part of why the chiefs, I don't think they're one of the top five defenses in football, but they've been playing like a top five defense in football because they play with a lead. Most games that helps a lot. Yeah. It, I mean, as much as we chastised uh, Vance Joseph saying like, why isn't he pass rush there? Well, we haven't played with the lead much this season. It's, it really is true. Cause it changes your opportunities, the looks you're going to get and how, aggressive a team is going to be with their play calls, right? If you're playing with the lead or the game's close, you're not going to be operating with uh, zero protect, zero protection, right? With no running back back there or no tight ends chipping. You're not going to be executing many seven step drops because those are plays while um, they're high variance plays, right? You can, the very good things deep down the field passes, what you need to come back uh, are come from those most of the time, but you have a much bigger chance of sacks, strip sacks, things going wrong, interceptions with those kind of plays. But when you're behind, you kind of have to pivot that way and start to play that direction. So um, Broncos, man, I hope they keep this game close early uh, this season. The, tr the trend is still continuing. The first team to 10 points has won every game the Broncos have played in this season. We'll see if that continues. Hopefully they can start off fast um, and use that run game. Um, I'm really curious to see how this run game looks too. We'll have to get in that here in a second, Carl. Um, but it'll be fun. The Bengals run defense versus the Broncos run offense is probably the whoever wins that one. Uh, what is it? A unmovable object versus an unstoppable force. I yep. think that's, that, that's kind of what you're having here. Maybe not. They're not that elite on both sides, but uh, could be really a, a fun matchup there and could be the one that decides the game. Um, we got CC coming back in here. CC, I really appreciate you, man. You always got a fountain of knowledge and keeping us on our toes and uh, always offer really good insight. Um, CC says I would be elevating Avery Williamson. Maybe he does not have any more juice, but just having the veteran option to have insurance for Griffith struggles is not a bad thing whatsoever. Uh, you know what? I'm just, <laughs> I know he's a player and he's a person and with everything going on in social media and the world today, you know, you got to really understand that these people are actual people, you know, humans, souls, feelings. Um, but Curtis Robinson, uh, God bless you. I'm really glad that you're not on the Broncos anymore. Cause I just, I cannot watch number 42 on the defense anymore. Get, you know, blocked 20 yards down the field and run game. I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't. So, uh, yes, Williamson. Sure. I'm hoping Griffith steps up and plays well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm. If it's not Curtis Robinson out there, I think I'm not going to lose my damn mind. The other player, Micah Kaiser, mm -hmm. he was terrible in coverage for the for the Rams, but he was pretty darn good against the run. Yeah, he he was. He was playing against Michael Brockers, who's like one of the best run stuffing defensive linemen in football, and had Aaron Donald in front of him. So it's like he was good. It's they true. didn't ask him to do very much. But I do think he's competent, at least to that extent. Um, so he might be one as well. I wouldn't be mind either of these guys. Big question for me is with Williamson and Kaiser, what are they bringing special teams wise? Because if you're not starting, if you're not one of the top two starting linebackers, you damn well are playing special teams. And if Williamson slash uh, Kaiser are not playing special teams, then what are you bringing? Because I'm not I'm not bringing up a linebacker just for depth on defense. Uh, if you're a backup, I just I just the numbers don't work out. Yeah, don't. I'm with you there. I'm with you. Yep. But just just trying to think of how we can stop this run, not have a complete liability like we did see when a couple of these guys went down with injury, um, especially against like the Browns. That was one of the worst run defense games I've seen the Broncos play in a long time. And it They've was been bad it was all tough. season. The run defense has been pretty bad all they season. Have. And again, some of that is historically, you see that with Fangio's, at least recent, recent history, you've seen that with Fangio's defense where he's willing to lean back a little bit in the box number. Uh, to take away the explosive pass, pass plays and amen, I'm here for it. Uh, but um, that can be an issue if you are playing from behind. It's it's awesome if you're playing with the lead. We've seen it. If you're playing with the lead, that's good luck catching up. But uh, from playing from behind, it can get a little dicey. Uh, Blake Chandler coming in here. Thank you so much over on Facebook. Uh, if the options do become available, would you prefer Rodgers or Wilson? Uh, we're going to get this all offseason, I think. But I, I wanted to give Blake a shout out here over on Facebook. So what do you think, Carl? Where are you leaning? I'm I'm with Wilson, just a little bit younger. I I don't worry about him retiring in the next couple of years like I do Rodgers. I, I think we talked about this last on Tuesday actually a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, and Rogers, I mean, I think there's a little bit more of a, a media crazy storm that kind of comes with him. I mean, there's nothing against him for that. I mean, he's still a great player. He's smart, all those kind of things. And I don't worry about the play that he'd bring on the field, but I, I just think things are a little bit calmer with Russell Wilson on, on some of that. And it just, it doesn't really factor in who had really take too much more. But like I said, I think just Russell Wilson, I think he's got a little bit more left and I think he could fit well, even with this staff that we have right now. I think he could actually function well with the Shermer offense. Yeah. Um, this is such a tough and easy question at the same time for me. And I think I gave the same answer on Tuesday as I'll give now, whichever one can sign the dotted line first. Thank you, Jesus. Come on down. Uh, <laughs> I do not care one blip. If it's Rogers or Wilson, uh, it's like if you're, um, if you're in a position or at a, uh, job or work, whatever, and you have a position open and you interview multiple people and it's like, listen, they're all pretty qualified, but we need to fill this position ASAP. We need to have some stability here and get it, have an idea of where we're going. So whichever one says yes, first got hallelujah, jump in, let's go. Um, so that's how I feel about, uh, Rogers and Wilson. I would take either of them. Rogers is a top three quarterback. Wilson's a top 10 quarterback. Uh, Wilson's younger. Rogers is older. Um, What's, what is the cost going to be for both of them? Do both of them want to come to Denver? Uh, all factors that I'm not, we're going to, I guess, see play out, but uh, I would be over the moon with either. So whichever one is more likely to come here and can get here the soonest, sign me up. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I, do not, I oh, do not care. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to be jumping for joy. My wife is probably going to be scared the second yeah. that announcement comes of me screaming through the house and my kids and I would start jumping for joy, not knowing why they're jumping for joy. And yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it'd be a great day if that possibly happens for the Broncos. You know, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, this again, we're just going to be looking for a quarterback again in five or six years. Well, we've been looking for a quarterback for five or six years right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least have a all-star quarterback that gives you some hope during that search. You can yeah. still go find a young player and see if they can develop into something. You never, you don't stop looking for a quarterback just because you got Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Yep. They're, if nothing else, they're a great trade piece. You can get some pretty That's decent picks if they turn into anything. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm in a little positivity mindset for you because you gave me a hard time about that. Uh, Vic Fangio said it was 50 50 for Draymond. He's not totally out yet, even though he's doubtful and whoever plays when they're doubtful. But uh, no, um, oh, we have to be looking for a quarterback again in five years. We don't have to look for a quarterback for five years. I mean, come on, let's change, let's change the perspective here. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, do you, oh, I would give up the uh, the Peyton Manning four years because we had to look for somebody after that. Hell no. Four years is a long time, and there's no guarantees in the NFL. So uh, if you get a chance to get one of those quarterbacks in here, you say, how much does it cost and how soon can I get you here? Because let's go. We're going to go compete for the whole thing. Yep. Um, we got Travis coming in here saying, wish you all in Broncos country, a Merry Christmas. And I know Han Hanukkah's come and gone as well, but I want to give our uh, people who celebrate that as well. A happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, you know, anything that you celebrate. If you're not nominational, you know, we appreciate you. It's a beautiful time. Hopefully you guys are being safe and uh, enjoying time with family as well. So thank you very much, Travis. We appreciate you and uh, go Utes. I, I think, oh man, I don't know. Should I cheer for the big 10 or should I cheer for Utah? Cause it's like, it's better for the big 10, which means it's better for Iowa. But like, we hate Ohio state at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Hopefully it's a good I, game. I guess part of me now with the urban Meyer stuff, I know he's not there anymore, but I still yeah. associate with him with uh, Ohio state. And uh, so I just, no. it's hard for me to want to go cheer for them. I mean, yeah. I still want their quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but CJ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but beyond yeah, that, yeah, yep. I, I like that guy, but we got Billy Holman coming in with a $5 super chat. Really appreciate that Billy and saying, what's up Broncos country. And what's up right back to you, Billy. And hopefully tomorrow's a, a nice game for the Broncos. Get themselves really into this playoff race. Uh, you know, th this, uh, let me ask you this question. Of the four remaining games, which one is the most important when it comes to playoffs? Uh, the Chargers. Because you are most likely competing with them for one of those final three uh, spots. And if you beat them, then you have the head-to-head -head for sure outright. So I would say it's the Chargers game. But really, I mean... Gosh, maybe to be cliche, the most important game is the one right in front of you, right? Because yeah. you have you pretty much have to win this Bengals game to be in the conversation. If you lose this, your playoff odds, I think, go to 5%. Maybe that's higher after the Chargers lost this last week, but uh, I think it would definitely be below 10% still. So uh, I maybe maybe it's that simple. And I know yeah. that's a cliche answer, but like the game in front of you is the most important one. <laughs> you got to win that one to look beyond that. Right. No, you're right. I, I would say, I mean, if we're looking at like percentage-wise, how much it helps or hurts the playoff chances – 
you're right. Probably the Chargers game is the biggest one. Getting that second place in the division uh, because they'd have the tiebreakers over them would be huge. Then it comes the Bengals because, again, they're a team that has tiebreakers over the Broncos right now. Getting that tiebreaker, if at the end of the season you're, you're tied with them. So I'd say that'd be game one, game two. But we got Joseph coming in here saying Denver needs to find a quarterback and allow him to develop with his team, putting new quarterbacks in every year. We're never going to find a starting quarterback. And that goes with the coaching also. I mean, this is a double-edged sword, right? Because like if the, let's say the, are not the Eagles, the Cardinals did this the year they, after they drafted Josh Rosen, it's like, Oh, it wasn't fair to Josh Rosen that one year, you know, we were so bad and it wasn't fair to him. He needs more time. We're just going to take Nick Bosa who would be great um, and stick with Josh Rosen and, you know, bypass Kyler Murray. Where would they be right now? Probably still picking at the top of the draft, looking at one of these being one of those teams that honestly is in pretty big trouble uh, without a quarterback. So um, I think that uh, you ideally you do want a young quarterback, but more important than that, you want to have a franchise quarterback, one that right. gives you a shot. And I don't care if it's, you know, one if by land or two if by sea. Get, get get that franchise quarterback in the building, and uh, especially with how this team is right now, you know this isn't a team that is three years away roster wise outside the quarterback. They're not five years away. They doesn't need to be completely rebuilt. This team is a plug and play quarterback away, top twelve quarterback away from legitimately contending for the Super Bowl. And I I mean that. That's how good they are around the quarterback position right now. And they're young and they're ascending. And they got a lot of cap space this season. So and they have a lot of young contracts as well. They have don't. They lose some guys, but like they have guys waiting in the wings to take their spots as well. So mm-hmm. uh, ideally, yes, if if we could somehow luck our way into a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert uh, for the next 15 years. God, man, I'm not making any deals with the devil, but like, you know, I, I'm listening. I'm picking up the phone. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Carl. This is easy on that one. But, um, you know, you do also don't want to wait too long on the wrong guy because that nothing kills you worse than waiting too long on the wrong guy. Right. Right. There's got to be some balance there. You got to give a guy enough time, but really most guys are coming into the NFL more prepared, especially at the quarterback position than ever before, because they've got quarterback camps. They've got little league football that they've been doing since they were five, six years old. Um, You know, they've got all these different things that they, they, they come in with, you know, maybe 5,000 more throws than guys 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And and so if you sit there and wait three years and hope this guy turns into something, even though he hasn't shown anything for three years, you've just wasted three years. I, I think you mm-hmm. can figure it out pretty quick. Is this guy going to be something that we can lean into and mm-hmm. hope can turn into something? But we got David coming in here. Hey, David, uh, saying Bengals could very well win in spite of Draymond Jones' absence tomorrow, especially if it's more of a mixing day for them on offense. Uh, yeah, they could, they could. It's thank you so much, uh, David. Hope you're doing well. Happy holidays to you and, uh, out there in Chicagoland, I believe. So thank you for joining us today. It's always good to talk with you. It, they could. And I don't think Draymond's the biggest issue with Draymond is you're going to lose your best pass rusher, right? Yep. Like that's, that's the biggest issue. Kenny Young, I'm more concerned about with the run defense, mainly because Jonas Griffin is such an unknown and I don't trust the defensive line, uh, to, stop them, but maybe the Broncos decide to really lean into you know, Steven and Harris and Purcell in those base downs to stop mixing and say, you know what, Joe Burrow, we got the coverage guys. I know you got weapons, but we're going to trust our coverage guys in space. That being said, what covers guys for the Broncos are showing up. They got a lot of guys on the injury report, unfortunately um, in the secondary, uh, but well, let's just go through the injury list right now. Bobby Massey, hip injury uh, did not participate on Wednesday. He's been limited. He's questionable. Kareem Jackson back injury limited questionable. Caden Stearns, shoulder and neck, limited, questionable. Melvin Gordon, hip and thumb still, uh, questionable. Shelby Harris, questionable. Javonta Williams, questionable. Uh, so there's some there's some injuries going around here. We do have full participants that were listed here. Mike Purcell, Tim Patrick, Nate Harrison, Andrew Beck, Bradley Chubb, and Stephen Weatherly. But uh, yeah, it's uh, this Broncos team, while they don't have crazy amount of injuries, people on IR like the Titans and the Ravens and some other teams right now, this is a team that's pretty banged up right now. And that's unfortunate because they're coming off that Essentially, I don't call it a bye week, but like a bye week junior coming off the Lions. And to be this injured coming off that Lions game is not what you want to see. Right. Well, and it's tough because especially like Draymond's injury happened towards the end of the game. You know, when you're up that much. But I know you only have you have limited players that you can have sitting on the bench. That's the problem with the NFL. Like college, you've got 100 players on that sideline. If you're blowing a team out 56-0, you have an entire backup team that can come in and, and take over. So it, unfortunately, some starters still have to remain out there no matter what. 
Um, but you know, I, I do like the depth that the Broncos do have on the defensive line. They don't have anybody that's Draymond Jones level, but you know, Deshaun Williams has been having a great year for the Broncos. Yeah. I, I'm very yeah. impressed by him. Um, you know, he's like a weird said, player though, because like he's playing nose tackle, one technique, but he's tiny. Yeah. So he's he'll probably always be rotational in that sense, which does limit him. But like, I really like him out there in sub packages. So sorry to cut you off, but uh, he's just, he's such a weird player, right? He's just yeah. so small for a defensive tackle. But he still he makes plays for you, oh, and totally. and does his job well. So uh, you know, I, I think they can still do all right. It's just I, I think there's going to be you got to have a couple other players that do step up. You know, somebody that's going to have to have a really big game. You can't lean into Draymond Jones. It's kind of like when Von Miller left. You got to have some other guys to step up into his spot. And uh, yeah. all right, we got Blake Chandler coming in saying, uh, honestly, first time tuning in with you guys. Just as good as Zach and company, but I got to go. Appreciate you guys doing this. Wish I could stick around for the rest. Hey, Blake, we appreciate the time that you gave us. And just appreciate you tuning in to us, giving us a chance. And uh, that's a big compliment saying that, you know, that we are up there with Zach and, and Chad and them and stuff. And we do appreciate that. We, we love doing this and we love doing it because you guys bring so much energy and, and fun to this, but uh, I right, got Mark Lindemood coming in saying, Nick, did you just say a bye week junior? <laughs> yes, I did. I mean, with the Lions dealing with all the injuries they have not being a very good team and uh, also the sickness going around there. Yes, I did say bye week junior, so uh, might as well have fun with it. And uh, that's about as easy of a matchup as you're ever going to get in uh, in the professional football league in the NFL. And there's a reason that Broncos country is skeptical, right? Because like these games, every single time the Broncos have shown up this week, the, the time when fans are just starting to get ready to believe uh, this team has let them down. So I am trepidatious uh, to really obviously I support this team. And I'm excited about it. I'm happy to just be here where we are right now because we haven't been here for a while but I totally understand the fans that are a little bit skeptical about throwing their whole support behind this team because so far this season, every time this has come up, uh, they have been let down and uh, I've been let down too. So hopefully, hopefully um, it'll get better. Yeah. And Travis, you're right. He did coach Utah. I forgot about that back when Alex Smith was there and believe they beat Alabama in the sugar bowl. I get, yeah, I completely forgot about that. I, I like Alex Smith. So that's a little bit of why I can cheer for, for Utah. Uh, I appreciate what he brought to the game. And I, I think he was one of the more underrated quarterbacks. I know he wasn't like Super Bowl quarterback, but I, I think he got a little bit of a, a bad break there. 49ers changing coaches, offensive coordinators like crazy left and right on him. And just he went to a bad team. I mean, they had the first overall pick. Anytime you go to a team with the first overall pick, I'm sorry, it's going to take a little bit of time before you get a chance to actually have a team good enough to compete around you. Yeah. The Bengals are dealing with some injuries too, though. I think that's something we need to talk about uh, for them. Cause there's some matchups here that might be for the taking for the Broncos with the, uh, the injuries here for the Bengals. Um, they got some players all questionable for this game. I think that the Marcus Bailey, Vernon Hargraves, Trey Hill and Isaiah Prince are out. And I also know that uh, Chidobi Awuzi is going to be out. Um, he's a color, former Colorado Buffalo. I was actually somebody that I was interested in the Broncos, maybe signing this off season uh, before they got Darby in here. So, um, is going to be out as well. We'll see if the Broncos pass game drop back pass game can take advantage of a cornerback being out. If you're skeptical like me, then I wouldn't blame you. Um, some other guys out there on the injury report are going to be out of Logan Wilson and Riley reef. So you really hope that Bradley Chubb can have a game, right? Like this is, this has to be the Bradley Chubb game. If yeah. it's not, then you might be going softly and quietly into that good night. Yep. Yeah. At that point you're going pass rush <sighs> has to be at one of the quarterback pass rush. Edge or rush, edge rusher, I should say. I mean, that's, that's one. That's number two when it comes to the draft or free agency or whatever you're looking for for the Broncos. And I, I just, I really hope Bradley Chubb can prove over the next these next few games that he is a true top dog pass rusher for this team. I have my doubts that that'll happen, but you know, hey, th th this is the time for wishful thinking. And talking about wishful thinking, we got Lawrence Rivera coming in saying. My son's ready for a win. Plus, he got a Judy jersey waiting for him under the tree. Ooh, He's going to have year. more. Oh, yeah. More than me by the age of two. And, uh, hey, that's what I gave my son was a Jerry Judy jersey. Unfortunately, the other one got a Von Miller jersey. And then he was traded like two weeks later. <laughs> you know what? That Von Miller jersey is never going to be out of style. It's that true. Guy is it's a true. Legend I've got two of them. So. so, yeah, that's that'll never be out of style. 
I don't, uh, I would not be upset if somebody gave me a Von, Dr- Von Miller jersey right now. I'd probably take the Patrick Sertan jersey first, right? But, uh, I would, I would not be upset at all. So thank you very much, Lawrence. Hope you're well. Hope your family's doing well. Happy holidays to you. Um, yes, yeah, so, so these injuries, we got CC coming in here saying Eli Apple is starting for Cincy. I know he's been okay, but come on, it's Eli Apple. You should be able to take advantage of that in the past game. I do think that, do you think, okay, we don't have very much time left. We're going to get out of here pretty soon because Carl and I got things to do. Chad and Scott abandoned us on the holidays. Like we wouldn't do that to you guys, but we're going to be getting out of here pretty soon, but it's keys to the game. Um, do you think that the Bengals are going to counteract the Broncos run game by allocating more resources to the box to stop that? Or are they just going to lean on their proficiency in stopping the run, what they've done this season? I know that they kind of, they kind of were maybe a little exposed last week with Logan Wilson out. Uh, but again, that's the 49ers who nobody runs the football like the 49ers do the way that the 49ers do. Uh, then you can pick on them with a uh, George Kittle as well. But uh, do you, do you think the Bengals are going to lean even harder into stopping the run and make Teddy beat them? I, I think they will. Teddy has been pretty erratic the last few weeks. I mean, it's just, it's been very up and down with him. And it's been tough I, I to think watch sometimes it, it has, it has. And so, I mean, if I'm the Bengals, I'm saying, yeah, I'm selling out. And I'm going to say, Teddy, you really do have to beat us. You have mm-hmm. to prove to us that you can actually throw over the top or hit some of these throws in, uh, in space and win those matchups. I, 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 that's what I would do. And if I got beat that way, I'd say, Hey, I got beat. That's fine. No big deal. But uh, right now, that that's just the way I would lean because I, I do not want to get beat by the strength of the Broncos. Yeah, I agree with you there. I will be. It will be interesting because I think the Broncos, they need to, they're not to the point in their pass game right now. And that is both on Teddy Bridgewater as well as, I would say 85% Teddy Bridgewater, maybe 80% Teddy Bridgewater, 10% Pat Shermer, and then 10% pass protection. Um, but uh, I don't think they're at the point right now where they can just be like, you know what? Scrap the run game. We can be efficient enough passing if they're going to take away the run game. I think they still have to be uh, defiant and maybe even stubborn with the run game in this game. So they need to be effective. Luckily, the Broncos have been running the ball efficiently, even against stacked boxes. We'll see if that continues against the Bengals. Um, and it's uh, a guy I want to shout out here for the Bengals. DJ Reader has been incredible for them this season. He spurned the Broncos. Broncos. It sounded like the Broncos were going to pay him. Um, all the talk was like, oh, yeah, Broncos offering him a mess- massive deal. They're going to bring him in here to be a... Uh, kind of the, the nose tackle slash three technique uh, slash five technique. I mean, he can do all that spot. Uh, I think fifth round pick from Clemson drafted by Houston a few years ago. And he picked the Bengals because he said, um, I'm not picking Drew Locke over Joe Burrow. Are you freaking kidding me? Essentially is what he said. He really yeah. pooped on uh, Drew Locke when he was asked <laughs> about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. Joe Burrow's good. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, the other question I have for you is do the Bronco, are the Broncos going to be able to take away or take advantage of the Bengals offense. And what I mean by that is while the Bengals put up points, they are not efficient at all. The Broncos this year, they've been efficient on offense. They're not explosive per se, but they don't have a lot of possessions. They move the ball efficiently. They don't turn the ball over, blah, blah, blah. You guys heard me a hundred times right now uh, saying the efficiency stuff. Hey, Pat Shermer talked about efficiency this week in his press conference. See, uh, this is why I am just Pat Shermer and uh, I just have a a green screen on. Um, Technology is great these days, but um the uh, I'm curious to see if the Broncos can uh, take advantage of God, where was I going? Oh, the interceptions, Joe Burrow, not efficient offense. Here's some stats on this, this season Bengals offense this year, 21st in turnovers per drive. They're 25th in interceptions per drive. They're 30th in plays per drive. If the Broncos can come out quick and the Bengals, you know, sputter early, the Broncos can score some points. I really feel pretty good about this game. Honestly, the first quarter yeah. is going to be huge, um, but Bengals put the ball in harm's way. There cannot be any plays like that. It's the, Another AFC West opponent. I'm talking, I'm rambling now. I'm sorry, Carl. Um, but the Alexander Johnson against the Steelers game where the ball fell through his hands two times. If you have that happen in this game, you lose. Yep. If the, you have to, the ball, the Bengals will put the ball in harm's way, but you have to come away with it when they do. For sure. And I think Scott has put it best. We, we've talked about this quite a bit of the teams the Broncos struggle against are the ones that can win the line of scrimmage against them. And while I think they can win the line of scrimmage on the, the Bengals can win the line of scrimmage on the defense. I think Broncos will win on their side with the defense. And, oh, and so I think they, I, I do, I really do, especially since they've got some backups in there for the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I just, I have a feeling Bradley Chubb's going to have a good game. God, I hope so. I know <laughs> they, they absolutely need him too, for sure. But I, I just feel like there's going to be enough plays that they're going to make and they're going to make Joe Burrow a little bit uncomfortable 
And like I said, I think they're going to have a couple opportunities for some big turnovers that are going to change this game. Now, if the Broncos take advantage of those, they win. If they don't, they lose. I think this is going to be a really close one. And unfortunately, Broncos, it seems like their wins have been blowouts and their losses have been a lot of blowouts too. They, they don't have a whole lot of these real quick one-score games that you're trying to figure out, oh, this one or two play plays could really change the whole dynamic of the game. They don't have a lot of those. Yeah. And, and so it's going to be interesting to see how they do playing a close game. Yeah, and uh, Lawrence saying, I got my Vaughn when it was a rookie. It's even a Reebok. Ha-ha. Whoa. Who remembers them? I typically need to see a guy be really special before I buy the jersey because I don't want to look foolish. Um, I did have a Tebow jersey, and that was a lesson learned. Um, <laughs> God bless that. I didn't uh, even get but, a Tebow jersey. Yeah, man. Um, it was a fun time. It was fun to go to college parties in the Tebow jersey and, like, you know, implement the Tebow in some drinking games. Anyway, that's that's right. a different Nick. That's a different life. Um, but uh, the one that uh, I did end up getting that Von Miller jersey, it was the lead up to Super Bowl 50. And I'm like, listen, I want a white Von Miller jersey. Broncos, Von Miller wins MVP in that white Von Miller jersey. So uh, I think maybe there's a little bit of juju in there for that one. Um, but guys, I think we're going to get on out of here. Carl and I got stuff to do. It's the holiday season, and uh, we appreciate the heck out of you. I know it's a little bit early, but we started a little early too. So, um, you know, don't fault us. Thank you so much for joining us today, though. Happy holidays. Uh, you guys can follow Carl on Twitter. Carl is at Carl Demler MHH, and I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at BGB Football Pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you guys are over on Facebook and you haven't yet joined our community, please do. Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle as well as Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. If you guys haven't done so yet and you have an iTunes account, please head over to Huddle Up, the Huddle Up podcast. Scroll down and leave us a five-star review and a comment. Um, that helps us a bunch. I know that there's a lot of good Broncos content and uh, content creators out there, but we appreciate if you guys make this your home, or even if you listen to multiple of them, multiple of them. Head over there, leave other shows a five-star rating, but make sure you swing by, leave us a five-star rating and a comment as well. It's the giving season, so we'd appreciate if you did that for us. Number one thing you can do for us outside of obviously the super chat superstars, subscribing and liking and sharing on YouTube. I do want to give you guys a shout out as well. We just got Scott's YouTube page to 1,000 listeners, uh, 1,000 subscribers, and you guys answered that. So uh, you're amazing. We love you so much. I'm wishing everyone a very okay Festivus from the Desert Creature. Um, Carl, what's the rest of your night looking like? I just got to get a couple more things done for church tomorrow and, uh, and then. Little more decorating of the house. My my daughter keeps wanting me to send a picture of our house decorated. And yeah, I've not done well with that. So I, I guess it's that point of the year. Maybe I can have it decorated for like five days for them. But no, I, I better get that done. I, I've been slacking off on it. What about you? Um, well, I just I hear I'm at my parents' house and I can hear them. They just got home, and I think uh, my sister is home, who I have not seen since July 2020. So um I am going to go see her and uh, maybe go watch the football game as well. Although it sounds like the Colts are beating the bleep out of the Patriots right now. A lot of game to go though. Um, don't count the Patriots until it's over. However, Hey, maybe we'll actually get to see Mac Jones have to actually have to operate in a drop back pass game. Who would have thought, man, I thought we were going to go his whole career with him only having to throw three passes a game. So uh, <laughs> God, um, we'll see. I mean, he's, he's been fine, but like they're not asking him to do anything right now. So we'll see. Um, but guys, you have a great one. Um, we have some, Colin has some grievances to air. We'll, we'll say that for the end of the season. Let's see how tomorrow goes before there's any grievances to be aired. Um, Christmas vacation movie. Oh man, that would be a great one. Have fun guys. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone stay safe. Choose kindness, choose compassion. Hopefully the Broncos win tomorrow. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the huddle up podcast. Join Broncos country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.